Kayla. Well, these are the two words that I didn't say out loud in a while. And I've quite missed them, honestly. And yeah, a lot has happened. Oh my God, a lot has happened. You're like my checkpoint, you know. Like, like this pit stop. <laughs> That's not quite romantic, Dushan. Come on. You know, I've had a strange day and I want to share it with you and nobody else, honestly. Even though people don't listen to this, but maybe one day you'll listen to this. Maybe one day I'll listen to this and remember how crazy this day has been and it will bring some it will bring some clarity to my life once again, right? Even in that future. Yeah, so <clears throat> the day was quite schizophrenic. It was bipolar actually. It was like ups and downs. From the first part of the day I was quite okay. And then on the second part I was like I realized that one of my plans isn't going to come to life, right? Which happens quite a lot in these unstable and unpredictable times in year twenty twenty. That was a silly plan anyways. It was any every plan is a silly plan, but this one was particularly silly because I was hoping that I'm gonna be finally left alone. Finally, you know, just like alone with nobody, just by myself for a whole week. Can you imagine a whole week just by myself? And yeah, that meant that my flat is going to be evacuated. <laughs> Some people would be evacuated, but that didn't happen anyway, so I felt bad, you know. I felt... It, it comes in in certain waves. It comes in, the first wave is the anger wave, and that wave, like, overwhelms me, and <clears throat> when it subsides, when I'm left by myself, and I hold it in, not let it go out to my mother, who was somewhat the cause of this, this time the cause of this anger. It wasn't her fault at all. Some circumstances just like didn't match and I managed not to go at it, go at her with my anger. And that first way when it subsides, when I go to myself a little bit and it always turns into second wave, into sadness. So I was very sad about that and it just I, up up until that point I didn't even realize how much it meant to me, you know, how much I actually needed it so badly to be alone, just to be left alone, you know. Because I honestly I've I've started thinking like today like 
I, I can't I can't remember when was the last time I was left alone, you know. Just to feel my own energy, just to get in my own rhythm, just to do my own thing in my own way, you know, just like to be myself. And I just missed that guy. Like I miss this guy who's talking now, right? <laughs> anyway, so these that that happened and I felt just this I felt that I was becoming very toxic, that I, that would be that would hurt my mom in an emotional way, of course, and that I can just like be I was just such a bad company. So I just like I just needed to go out, you know, I just needed to go out of the flat and the, I went to, into that state which I hate, even though it rhymes, it sucks. State where I was indecisive, I had a need to do something, but I didn't feel like going like to this forest, which required me to go into this bus and to be amongst people. But in that vulnerable state that I was in, I was incapable of being around people at all. I was just like, just need to be left alone. And, and I just didn't, I just didn't feel like going there. But then again, I didn't feel like walking around the neighborhood. So it was in that state of indecision, you know, and that terrible, terrible crossroads where I sometimes end up not knowing where to go. And that crossroads I, hadn't, I haven't actually been in years, you know. I always now know what to do because I feel myself and I feel what I want to do. It's easy, all right, it's easy. And, but now I was like, so I realized I just need, just make a step. I just make, just go outside, then you'll know. Just get out of this atmosphere. You know, and and it cleared, it cleared up. Yeah, it cleared up. As soon as I went outside, it cleared up. And I was, uh, I knew where to go. There's a small, you could call it a forest, a couple of trees and a couple of uh, 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 benches. That's the word benches. And there is one of my one of my favorite benches is over there and and as soon as I, I sat there, I actually made myself coffee back home. Yeah, I never did that. I never did that to what I did today. I was like I was in the second I was in the second half time of my day, so I was like I have my day has half times. Recent recently it became in such a way. It became like that, yeah. I'm practicing English. This is like practice. This is actually for my English lessons practice. That's why I record this. <clears throat> yeah, my throat chakra is sucks. Because, doesn't suck. I'm sorry. Throat chakra, I love you. <laughs> and it hadn't hasn't expressed these emotions in a while, so it's kind of rusty. But bear with me. And so. I did this thing with my coffee. I I made coffee and I, I decided because it's the second half time of my day and, and second half, when I say half, second half time I usually take up like 15 20 minute nap even though I don't sleep at all. Just like after lunch I just close my eyes and lie down and I I afterwards 
I feel much better and refreshed. I gained that uh, habit while I was on the countryside a couple of weeks ago. Our days were much longer because uh, I got up much, much, much more early, like 7, 8 a.m. Can you imagine that, me getting up at 7, 8 a.m.? <laughs> Maybe I'm going to even catch up with you at 5 a.m. for yoga, right? Yeah, anyway, so I made myself, I always make myself coffee after that, and I really enjoy it, and I enjoy the cigarette with the coffee a lot. That's one of my two favorite cigarettes in the day. First one is in the morning after breakfast, and the other one is that one. And so, I, I went outside, but with the coffee, I decided that I actually want to drink coffee outside, but I don't have any cup, so I poured, made coffee and poured it into a bottle. Brought some cigarettes and went to that bench and, uh, oh, everything cleared off. Oh, everything was, everything came into its own place. Everything settled down and when I took some coffee and smoked a cigarette, smoked, lit up a cigarette, and out here everything was okay. And there were there actually these three graffitis, three graffitis, and one of them says, hmm, uh, "When you're here, everything is here." Right? It's like you. You, uh, when you're here, everything is here. But you don't appear if, unless I'm here. I'm rhyming tonight. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. It has, well, it has very, a lot of layers, that graffiti, but I don't think the guy who was writing it had anything in mind. That was deep. <laughs> uh, one of the layers is like... When you're really present, you realize everything is there, which actually happened when things settled down, when I started feeling myself and started going out of my mind, literally, and into my body and into the present moment. Everything started appearing, the whole world, like the trees, the wind and the trees and the leaves and shadows of the trees and the sky and everything was alive again and I was happy. I was like, oh world, where have you been all this time? Like, as soon as I get up in my mind, that's my belly, I'm hungry. <laughs> I hope that that didn't record. <laughs> that didn't went into recording. Uh, anyway, so everything, everything started coming back to life again. So I was there, once again I was there. And the graffiti said like, like I said, when you're here, everything is here. But when I think about you, if you're the meaning of the graffiti, it's not a codependent thing. It's not like without you, I don't have anything. But it's much deeper. With you, it's like you only appear when I'm totally here and when the world is here. Then you're here. You don't come unless I'm here totally. 
Yeah. But I already have the world. I already have the world, but I need you in that world. Yeah. And the graffiti was signed uh, to and the initial A. Yeah. If you know somebody without those initials, that would be kind of nice. And you would know what I was thinking about. Yeah. Shit. I went too far. And uh, and then this beautiful thing happened. When I was peaceful and when I was myself again. This small yellow leaf came floating down and straight into my arms. Honestly, like straight into my arms. And I knew it. I knew it right there and then. What it meant, you know. That's my leaf. And I started thinking about my novel. My novel is about the leaf, you know. My long forgotten leaf. And I I was so sad and happy at the same time because I miss that leaf. I miss it. I miss it so much that I'm searching for it, Leah. I'm searching for it. Your whole name is in that word, leaf. And I don't know why. It will come to me one day, probably. And I took that leaf in my to my in my hand, and I looked at it, and I talked to it inside of myself. Where is it? Where did I lose it? What the fuck did I do with it all these years? For fourteen years, left. Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen years then has passed since I started writing the novel. And you know I'm a writer, right? Nobody else but you knows that I'm a writer. Yeah, that's exactly what you asked me. You hear these sounds outside. Those are my own problems. You know. When I come to the leaf, and when I come to the deepest and most intimate part of me, that's where I'm most afraid that I will be hurt. That's where I'm. That's where I'm afraid that the world can endanger me. And that's why you hear these sounds. And that's why you asked me when we were together. The only thing that 
the question that nobody in the whole wide world in my 30-something years never asked me. Do you plan on doing this your entire life? I mean this, like being a film director. Like, in an instant, I knew what the answer was. No. And I knew what the next question and the answer are going to be. What what are you going to be? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Right. That's all I want to do. I like this talking and podcasting. What not? Talking is a way of expressing me almost as intimate and deep as writing. But not as much. So you knew even then You knew about that, and I'm so grateful to you that you brought it up. Yeah, so anyway, I need to stand up a little bit now. Drink some water, pause the recording. Yeah, why not? I will be kind of okay. And while I'm there, might as well light a cigarette, right? These were some heavy emotions giving me a break. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, so, as I was saying, um, where was I with the, with the leaf? Yes, coming into my hands, yeah. Yeah, that leaf comes to me. Comes to me when I need it. So to say, when I really need it, it comes to me. I've started noticing that recently when I recorded this podcast with my friend. She's also your friend, but you don't even know it yet, but <laughs> it's okay. And uh, <clears throat> things, things enveloped from there. I went out from that bench and... Actually, while I was sitting there, I noticed one other thing. You know, they say that, like, the world is your mirror. They say the world is your oyster, okay, but... <laughs> besides the gourmet... Comparisons, it can be somewhat of a esoteric point of view. Um, whatever you see, whatever you hear around you is the exact frequency that you're on at the moment that you're observing that, right? So I noticed, I noticed this while I was sitting on the bench. I noticed this, this dog in a building across from me he was like um, on like second floor on the terrace the terrace was had these bars like jail bars and he was peeking through the bars like his head and the neck up, up to his legs was were was 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 
yeah, in the perfect moment, my reality <laughs> mirrored what I was talking about. My mom opened the door and it's like, cut my flow in a second. Yeah, but I'm back. So the dog was like peeking through that jail, <laughs> jail, <laughs> there you go, through that jail hmm, bars of the terrace. And he was like trying to get out, not trying to get out, he was like looking attentively around but he was obviously wanting to be outside not inside of that jail terrace you know so i was like yeah okay so i'm like that fucking dog thank you universe for this obvious metaphor like oh give me a fucking break so I was like, okay, I, i'm in this jail of my life of this flat living with my mom and i just can't seem to get out right looking out <laughs> through the bars <laughs> it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous life but i guess i chose it so i'm gonna live with it i got no other choice for the moment that is yeah so i took off from there and I've noticed life blossoming around me now that I'm blossoming inside everything was blossoming outside so everything was alive and children were playing around there were these two kids with this with this um, how do you call that tricycle we call it trottinet, whatever. They were playing around, woofing around. This, there was this playground. I was passing by and parents were playing around with their kids. And so I, I went into a walk of my own where I... Oh, shit. <laughs> I missed my... Oh, this is interesting. I missed my ashtray in the dark in the because it's dark in my room now and in the darkness i always record a podcast and i just put it down <laughs> i put the cigarette on my yeah bed who gives i don't give a fuck now it's left to mark yeah maybe i should stop smoking or being more careful so yeah Suddenly, the world was alive and beautiful again, you know, because, because of me, because I was like that, and I started noticing that, and then I, I went into this street, I have these two favorite streets of mine here around my neighborhood that I, where I used to, where I, I, I walk where I where I'm used to walking. What's the word? Yeah, that's the word. They're so quiet and beautiful and they're so quiet. That's that's why I like them. There are no people, no cars, nothing and it's very quiet and it's very it's very intimate. It's homey. It's like you're not in my neighborhood. It's like you're not in the city, like you're in a small town. 
people are enjoying themselves. So I was walking around that made couple of that street made couple of circles. There's another street that goes parallel with with it, and so then this strange thing happened. I was at the end of my cigarette and uh, listening to Tom Waits on my cell phone. He was talking. I like to hear him. I like his talks and his stories. And I started realizing why I'm enjoying talking like this a lot and why I've loved him for like all my life because he's a storyteller. He's this crazy storyteller that I has these strange, weird stories about America and life from the 70s and 80s. Oh, something broke outside. Nice. Somebody broke something outside. Mm. Oh, again. I don't know if it was on purpose or... Yeah. Anyway, you see, I pick up everything. I like this sponge. Yeah, anyway, <clears throat> as I was saying, I was walking, listening to Tom Waits and... As he was telling stories, uh, a story appeared in front of me. I was... Huh, interesting, I was coming to this T crossroads, T road. If you can say it's T road, yeah, one road was leading down to the left, to the right, and the other to the right, to the left. Yeah, and... <clears throat> I was... I realized that at that point, this hmm, vision of a, of a kind came to me, this realization, yeah, that's the word, this realization came to me as I was crossing the road, because this my cigarette was dying and I wanted to throw it into the, there was this dumpster, a couple of dumpsters across the road. And uh, as I was crossing these two roads, I didn't feel the need to look to the left or to the right, you know. One of the reasons, I mean, is that that neighborhood is very quiet and I would have heard uh, the, the the car anyways or a vehicle of sort and but something else pushed me to not even look I just like felt this confidence and this peace about doing it in that way and in that moment this <clears throat> realization came to me that uh in this point in life that's that's like exactly what I'm doing like I'm taking a chance and having total faith in life you know not looking if on t I'm not looking to the left or to the right when I'm crossing this street called life 
towards certain goal. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not afraid that something might hmm, prevent me to reaching my goal. I'm not checking if everything is okay. I'm just walking and having total trust. Like, it's going to be okay. I won't be harmed. Not even thinking about being harmed. Just being aware of the situation which I'm in. That I can be harmed. But knowing that I won't. <clears throat> and in that exact moment, I something beautifully weird happened. Like I threw this cigarette in the dumpster and my something caught my attention that was lying on the asphalt near the dumpster. It was a piece of paper and I was something was written on it and I I was interested in what, the, what it was and I just turned around and looked I kneeled down almost kneeled down and I read the first few words and it said my love blah 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 I wanted just wanted to tell you and and there were these uh, lipstick marks and like kisses all around the yeah all around the paper so it was obviously a letter it was a love letter <laughs> and I instantly pick it, picked it up I knew it was from the garbage I mean it wasn't dirty or something it was just like there lying on the ground and I was like, okay, I need to pick this up. I just picked it up and I then I looked around and I realized nobody was there. But there was this woman coming towards me and it was, she was like a couple hundred meters. So I, I didn't want to start reading as soon as I picked it up. I just like <laughs> folded it and put it in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, like it was normal, like, like I lost it. It was like I lost. It was like it was my letter, and I lost the letter. I dropped it in the ground, which isn't so far away from the truth, as we will find out later on. <laughs> yeah. So I started reading it. I started reading it, and I couldn't stop reading it. Then I realized it was. Was this girl writing or a woman writing letter to a guy? And I couldn't stop reading it. And all of a sudden, like I realized, okay, maybe she's in the neighborhood. Maybe she can, maybe she can see me doing that. And she wouldn't be, she wouldn't be cool about it. And she would be embarrassed or whatever. I mean, the dumpster is there, and the letter is there, and small neighborhood. So probably somebody from the neighborhood actually threw the letter to the dumpster, dumpster, you know, so I put it in my pocket and I, I couldn't resist like a couple times, I <laughs> read it again and again and I just like, okay, just leave it for now and when you come to this white spot, then you can read it. But 
one thing that happened as soon as I started reading it. I immediately knew the letter was from you. Not from you, you, but like it was a message from you to me and this world. And I, I was like, okay, this is important. I'm gonna save it for later. So uh, when I when I came to this spot, it was like a small opening. It was this like grass and meadows in the middle of the buildings, in the middle of houses. So I opened the letter and I started reading it. And actually, I have the letter right here. <laughs> so I'm gonna read it to you. Actually, I'm gonna translate it to you. So just give me one second. I need to set up this little, uh, I love it. I can actually read it while I, uh, yeah, let me see the angle. Okay, here we go. Yeah, the angle is okay, and the light is on. I turned the, the flashlight on the cell phone. I'm going to translate it to you as it like, basically is, but I'm going to skip the unnecessary parts. So the date is uh, March 4th, uh, yes, 2013. And it says, my biggest love. So here I am mm, before going to bed and I want to write you what I did today. First of all, um, this manager called me and he told me that tomorrow I need to come for a couple of hours of training. And in Wednesday, I'm going to start working. Is it Wednesday today? No, sorry. <laughs> it's Thursday. Uh, also, um, debt was paid to the landlord, so you don't have to worry about that. And since I had... <laughs> this is the interesting part. Since I had some difficulties with the cell phone, I had to... Now I sound like you, oh my God. I had to go to the uh, service, to the shop, to the uh, service shop. And I was uh, pissed off. And I came home and it, it died. The cell phone died and it didn't want to go on. It didn't want to... Oh, I translate this. You don't want to turn on. Turn on. Yeah, oh, it's such an easy word for me, turn on. But that settled also. Uh, okay, so some guy called Dacha, she mentions him. Uh, I ignored Dacha and I'm going to keep doing that until all, until he, until I finish up all the things I have to do around the house. My sister told me this morning about the razor and don't worry. And don't worry is spelled like grammatically totally incorrect. I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to bring it to you, if not tomorrow, because I'm going to the training. training. Then from there, I'm going to come, blah, blah, blah. This is not so important. Yeah, she says she received some... Mm, 
um, some packages, blah blah blah. She says, "Yeah, so that's 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 uh, what I what I have to say about me. You want to, I want I would like you to write to me. How are you doing? And this is interesting. Hmm. Um, hmm. Did you? Um, how are you doing? Did you find some new? Did you find a company? Did you find yourself some company where you can fit in?" Is the treatment okay? Therapy? Is the therapy okay? And then she goes on to be very emotional. She says, like, my life, do you know that this is very important for you first, for you, and then for us? So I'm begging you not to allow to anything, not to allow to anything to piss you off, not to allow to be pissed off by anything. Uh, or to be worried about anything. Hmm. This is hard to translate, but uh, you do what you have to do. Like, oh, she says, to lie down through all the things that you need to lie down or to, you know, whatever. We'll, we're we're going to have a great time and... Start slowly, things are starting to, problems are starting to be solved one at a time, starting with my job and so on. I'm going to call you from work tomorrow and since I told you everything, know that I told your mom that you're always in my thoughts and that I love you more than anybody in the whole wide world and that I miss your kisses before I go to bed. But the very thought of thought of that, how you uh, are going to be beautiful and good when you go when you go outside, when you when you get out of there, is consoling me so that I am happy and sad, and I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna hold on for hold on through anything for both of us. I wish you good night and beautiful dreams and me in them and hopefully we'll see each other tomorrow if not then we'll talk your your woman loves you more than anybody in this whole wide world I miss you a lot but this this thing will pass soon I just want you to be okay I can't wait to see and hear you P.S. I adore you you're my life and my cure for everything I'm always with you in your head in your heart and so are you with me a million kisses Okay, I, I get it now. Okay. I get it. While I was reading it, I felt that you were actually re- reading it to me and saying it to me. Okay. You have an interesting way of <clears throat> talking to me.
Yeah, first of all, thank you. Thank you for being there, even though I sometimes don't know that you're there and don't feel you there. Thank you for giving me signs like this and messages like this. And Yeah, you got me now. Okay, you got me. And uh, it's wonderful to have you in my life. I mean, I'm so grateful to life and to universe that made it happen. And Now you know, right? Why do I have to tell you? Because you like to hear it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I miss you too, and I would... I hope that you are finding some... some of your own letters by your own Romanian dumpsters in which I'm talking to you through the words and the voices and the letters and uh, <clears throat> messages of some other men that are in love, in love with their women and that they write their love letters too, right? And and I was laughing when I read the part about the cell phone because you have this thing with cell phones and, and mechanical devices and and tablets and cell phones that you constantly seem to lose them and you break them or they're not being updated as something is always wrong with your <laughs> devices and you don't seem to have a connection with the world without them of course you don't seem to have a clear connection and it's not by accident that I'm having a lot of issues right now with my cell phone with my <clears throat> my cell phone let's say um, the concept of the cell phone in my life is a very interesting one it has very great significance to my life I might even say that a cell phone changed my life. There I said it. And also there's a big issue around a laptop that I'm using now that is changing my life as, I'm, as I speak. It sounds silly when you say it. How can a laptop change your life? Oh, yes, it can. Oh, you have no idea. And, uh, my, and my cell phone and laptops and, and these things that connect us to the world and that let us express our creativity. I guess that's what they're there for, right? And I'm having a lot of things going on around those issues. And as I've noticed, you have also. What's that about? What is that about? I mean, why are you having these issues? I mean, I can't seem to reach you on the astral 
when I want to talk about these things. I can't seem to get an answer. Maybe I didn't try hard enough. Okay, we'll see. But it's an interesting thing that your cell phone and everything is breaking constantly. Yeah, okay. We'll see about that. We'll see who, what is the lesson there. Why is that? Why are those things? Why are those things still happening? Yes, and yeah, about the letter. Yes, this is what I want to tell you. So many things match. So many things match. My God, in the, in the letter in my life, like okay, the the, the cell phone thing, and uh, but this thing about so it's all obviously, obviously. Obviously, this uh, this woman is writing to a guy who is in some kind of a hospital. I believe it's. A, I have a feeling that it's something connected to the, it's psychiatry. I have a feeling that it's it's a mental institution. And. Uh, why is that connected and how is that connected to me? So she's writing to him to like console him and give him some mm, hope and motivation to keep his spirits up through this like hard period in his life where he, where he, in which he's like in this institution. And she says like, just hold on, just hold on, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Don't worry about it. I, like I got this. I'm like I'm here and I'm waiting for you. I'm taking care of stuff while you're not around, so we're gonna be happy together. And you're in that place, so we can be also okay. So we can have a good time when you go outside, when you go out, and that's exactly what's going on in my life now. That's what it hit me when I read that in the letter. It's like, that's exactly like how I feel when I'm in this flat with my mother and and learning new lessons. And as every day goes by and realizing why did the universe put me here and why am I constantly being pushed back to stay here and not, not go anywhere else. And, And today I had this difficult day where I actually needed some encouragement, like some, I just needed some support, you know, some feel that, I guess I needed to feel that you're here. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I did, I didn't even know it. I mean, I mean, I always want for you to be here. I, I always do. Nothing ever changes in that section, <laughs> like that segment, it's always there, but Sometimes I'm, I guess, I guess I don't know how to, to ask for support from you. I guess I'm not good in that part. And this dog barking now is reminding me of Thor. And he's always, he always has this protective vibe, supportive vibe around him. And that's what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. And I guess I don't know how to ask for your presence and for your support when I need it. Quite possibly because I don't even know that I really need it. 
I don't know how I, how bad I feel <laughs> until it hits me. And then the second part is when I feel that's, I feel so bad, I don't ask for help. I just deal with it on my own. That's what I did all my life. I, you know, I'm still, now I'm slowly learning to ask for help, to ask for a, for a guiding hand. I'm learning to reach out to people and to say, okay, I need help. I'm not good. I'm not, I'm not okay. I need, I need to talk to somebody. I need to, you know, not to be toxic about it, but just like to ask for support, you know. And you seem to know how to reach me, even though I don't want to be reached on a, on a conscious level. And a couple of days ago, I had this bad moment also, and uh, through Christina, my gr a great soul that I'm very connected, you sent me immediately, like instantly, like you didn't even, you didn't, you didn't let me fall down. You didn't let me fall down for a minute. Now I see a line, and when I close my eyes, shit. This never happened to me. You did, You didn't let me, like, sink for a moment. You s sent me this video through Christina about this girl that is going on a incredibly crazy and dangerous tracking trip in the middle of, like, Mongolia on two horses. On two horses, and she eventually records everything and she's all by herself, all by herself in this crazy wilderness. And then she eventually gives up and she has this accident and comes back home. And, and but I felt your energy as she also said, Christina told me like, this is last sending you this. I saw her when I saw this girl. And she, so I felt the need to send you this. So I, I felt your support and I immediately started crying because I was, I was so moved. Moved it by the fact that you're here always. You know. I feel you here. I feel your presence. And like today, today was particularly hard for me. And then I find this and then I'm like, Immediately, I feel better when I when I feel connected to you. You don't do anything like that's that's the magic of it. I just realized you don't do anything. You don't waste your energy. You don't console me. You don't go into your mother mode. You just announce your presence. You just say, "Okay, I'm here." In a very subtle way, in a very creative way. <clears throat> And it's not that I feel better, it's that I... Hmm. You connect me to myself. I feel myself much stronger when I feel you also. Because when I feel you, I feel myself. That's about it, right? Now mosquitoes are attacking me. Yeah. 
Sorry, I miss you, lamb. And I would write you a million letters every day if I knew where you lived. Because <laughs> you change your place so much. And I would leave them all around the world. Near the dumpsters or near your city. City. If I knew that you might, might bump into one of them. Eventually. But you know that we don't need any letters. And I don't need any letters for you to always know that I'm always here and I always will be here. Don't ever doubt that. Even though sometimes I sink, I sometimes I I go very low and I go to these dark places where like today I because all my plans started crumbling down, I, I thought to myself, okay, what the fuck? I, I don't want to, I don't ever want to feel like this again. I never want to feel disappointed because I planned something and expected something and it never came true and I felt so bad and I was so hurt about it. So I thought about you. So I was like, I don't want to plan anything about you. I don't want to create this expectation or this illusion that something is going to happen <clears throat> one day and to go looking in that direction. And if it fails and I feel like shit, I didn't want to do that to myself ever, ever again after today. I was like, I don't want to do that because of myself. I want to, it's out of pure love for myself. But then I, then again, I was like, why are you protecting yourself? From what are you protecting yourself? From something good happening to you? All I want to do is release the attachment to the outcome. But go fiercely towards the goal, towards you, because you're the ultimate goal. Huh? Then I'm going straight to you, and one day I'll be there. And you'll be there also. Waiting. Without waiting. Have a good night, baby.